Greetings, Quester, and welcome to Tiny Meeple's Big Talk with Matt and Richard. Today's issue, which science fiction vessel or ship would you like to live on? Yes. So it's more of a question of like looking to the future, isn't it? It's yeah. like very important for for us. So yeah, this is something that I've often thought of because when you watch science fiction, you often want to kind of put yourself in that mm. kind of role and you like to kind of... It is quite immersive. And there's just certain programmes where I kind of think it would be so great to... Not just to be in the programme, but just to kind of live your own life on that ship. That's the kind of thing I, I used to think about quite a lot. So, yeah, we both decided to list some ships that we would like to live on and there's also a few that we wouldn't be so keen on but just it's just good to talk about why yeah. <laughs> well, why we're passing that one over <laughs> there's a couple of ships uh, that i absolutely love mm. but would well not only would i not want to live on but i wouldn't be able to live on so for example uh, some of my favorite ships in science fiction is the colonial viper right and the x-wing fighter well, Neither just... of those have space for comfortable living, do they? Well, that would be more your car. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were living on the Galactica or something. Yeah, if you could, well, as it, as it happens, the Galactica is one of the, the ships that I had on my list. Mm-hmm. And I like to think it would have plenty of colonial vipers that I could just jump in and take for a quick spin. Yeah. Around that, the that, would be one of the, that would just be one of the perks of living on the Galactica. And for one of those reasons... Is why I have um, Battlestar Galactica as one of my ships that I would quite like to live on. Normally, the ones that I've picked, because I think we have very different criteria of what we've decided to yeah. on with these And things. we'll come to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I've been gone more for like which ones look kind of comfortable and um, which ones I, I think I could live a good life on, basically. And Galactica doesn't really fall into that, <laughs> that category because it is... Because he's not an intergalactic warlord. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that. There's a few things that save Galactica, though, even though it does look kind of like, old and dingy. Like Whatever whatever kind of series classic, you want. Classic, Richard. Does... The word is classic. It looks classic. No, no, I'm going... <laughs> You're going with dingy. I'll go with classic. Okay. I'm that's being a... <laughs> like one of the people that would have seen it as a museum, like one of the yeah. Capricans that thought, why do they still keep this ship around? But, but that's um... because... It's still the reason it's still there is because it's so old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Galact- Battlestar Galactica was so old that it didn't have the integrated computer systems, mm. which the Cylons then disabled. Yeah, which yeah. is why the Galactica was still going when the Cylons attacked and why it yeah, survived. Yeah, which is great. So it survived that. But you know, you've got a choice between that and a ship that does have network computers. And it just is a little bit more comfortable to live an entire life on. Yeah. That's the thing. But the thing that saves Galactica for me is that it comes with a large fleet. Mm-hmm. So of vipers and Well, no, I'm thinking or... of the civilian fleet. Okay, yeah. You, you can like you wouldn't just be stuck that on that. It feels slightly like G G so it gives me an entire fleet. Well I'm just no, no. <laughs> Yeah, but we're not thinking you're, about... You're the guy that gets the three wishes from the genie and uses his first wish to wish, <laughs> wish for infinity wishes. wishes. This is the thing why I think we're thinking about different things. I'm not thinking about having the Galactica to command and then yeah. like having a whole fleet to command. I'm thinking more like, if I get tired of my life there, whatever role I play on that mm-hmm. ship, I can just like schedule a, a trip over to 
one of the other ones. For um, a bit of R&R. And... Yeah, because I've got that one that's like a nice garden with a dome and everything. Mm. I know, I think they blew it up, but, you know, for a while they had that. I mean, Dude, they blew everything up at some point. Yeah, they did. Like, they food Galactica into the sun. But, yeah, I mean, that that's the thing that saves it. Because I did wonder whether to put Galactica on the list, because mm. um, it does seem like it would life would become a bit unbearable after a few years on that but well they, they do start to go a bit stir crazy in some of the episodes for being on the episode. yeah so that doesn't really bode well no. for making it your home no uh one good thing is that the the galactica when it's fully provisioned can maintain a crew of 2800 mm-hmm. for several years so yeah. it's definitely one of those ships that are built to last um i and you're gonna have plenty of space if it's just you yes you know, uh, maintenance is going to be tricky on a ship that size if it's just you. But it for probably me, comes with the chief. Yeah. <laughs> for me, the Galactica is just a classic sci-fi ship. You know, I yeah, love the original series. It. You'd feel so cool yeah. being on there. <laughs> and like... even you know, you, you look at how you know the modern technology and special effects mm. have improved so many ships. The Galactica in the reboot didn't really change that much, and the Vipers. The Vipers of the original series look so cool, and they look so tough. Yeah. Honestly, those were ships that you want to get behind if you're going to engage a Cylon fleet. Actually, I always used to think how cool would it be to see a colonial Viper in a dogfight with a TIE fighter and an X-Wing in a... In a a dogfight. I don't know why I said cockfight. (laughs) You're thinking about that's, Gundam. That's, that's, that's a different, that's a different <laughs> series. Uh, and uh, an X-Wing in a dogfight with a, a Cylon Raider. Now, mm-hmm. one thing I do think that they improved on in the um, remake was the Cylon fighters looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much cooler. But They were Cylons. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they weren't flying it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really cool. But the actual Vipers themselves and the Galacticas didn't change much because they didn't need to. They'd find a great design, yeah. a great look, and they stuck with it. But, but they could make it look more lived in, yeah. you know, which was really cool, I thought. So the Galactica actually featured on both our lists, but not as our, our main ship. Not as our main ship. I'm going to go with, from the start of my list, I just these are my first choices. Um, because this is the ones I used to to watch um, a lot of when I was younger and I used to kind of think it would be so cool to mm. live there and that is the Enterprise I don't don't mind which one um, I was thinking about the the Enterprise D would probably be my first choice but the original series Enterprise would just be so cool to live on as well and it, it was a... so beautiful yeah, yeah. the original <laughs> series Enterprise yeah. is just a, a thing of beauty yeah and again it's another ship that is timeless that mm. constitution class vessel you'd be living in such a cool 60s world if you're on there oh, <laughs> yeah. really. and um yeah it's just like a different adventure every week we all learn a life lesson <laughs> for about three years yeah we really that that would just be like so interesting to live on i i thought but the enterprise d now i um kind of grew up watching the next generation so that's the ship that i kind of saw more of and I mean, that one just has so much more mm. on it, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's vast and has so many different like futuristic kind of facilities on it, mm. like the holodeck and stuff like that. But even without that, it just looks like it would be such a, a comfortable living environment, for one thing. And also it goes to such interesting yeah. places as well. So that would definitely be my first choice. The Enterprise, when I was thinking of functionality, mm. um, the Enterprise came pretty much at the top of my list as well but mm. i was thinking 
of three particular versions of the Enterprise. Right. The A... Well, sorry, not the A. The original Constitution, because as I say, well, it's just no so timeless. Yeah. No mm. A, B, C, <laughs> or D. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see? Still not swearing. And You're doing very well this week. I'm doing very well this week. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I'm going to get myself a biscuit. Now, the original Enterprise was such a classic look to it. that, mm-hmm. And I actually grew up watching the original series. I mean, you're older than me, but <laughs> by like 13 days. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, my dad used to have um, Star Trek on in the living room whenever it came on, the original yeah. series. So I remember watching the original series before I watched The Next Generation. Mm. Uh, my dad liked The Next Generation as well. It's just that he prefer- always preferred the original series because yeah. that was what he grew, grew mm. up with sort of thing. Um, so that would just be on and mum would be disapproving. I'd say I love my parents. <laughs> but we'd, we'd have... Um, the original series on, so I loved that. Mm. However, the Enterprise D is better than the Enterprise in every measurable aspect, isn't Everywhere. it? Everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then, if you take it further, the Enterprise E is so much better than the Enterprise D. You know so, what? Weirdly, I never really considered that one. <laughs> did you not? No. I I, like I thought it, when I was thinking of Enterprises, I thought the best of the Enterprises is is the E. Mm. Uh, the the Enterprises that I love are the A and D. So those right. were the, would be one of the two, and it's because of its medical bays, its yeah. replicators, um, its holodecks. Mm. You know, you you're never going to get bored if you got a holodeck. The transporter. Yeah. Now the transporter would apply to other ships on this list because there's be, more yeah. than one Star Trek ship on my list. Uh, however, I just love because I've got friends that are all around the world, mm-hmm. and I would just love to think, you know what. I'm going to get my friends together in a bar somewhere tonight, or I'm just going to go and visit them for a barbecue, or, or for some good fun and board just games. Beam into the house, just, just <laughs> beam right to their front door. I mean, I've, I've got I've got friends that are like you know nearly 24 hours travelling to get to see. Mm. I could just beam there in a few seconds. Yeah, I mean, how amazing would that be? So that would be for any of the Star Trek ships. Though. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, so but for so for functionality and comfort, it has to be. Um, either the Enterprise D or E for me. Yeah. However, the Enterprise isn't my favourite ship on this list. Right, okay. Well, I think the reason I didn't pick the E is because it's mostly been in the films. Yeah. Well, I think that's the only time it's been in. And though, like you say, it is a better ship, mm. isn't it? But the D, it just looks like their life was a lot more relaxed. And <laughs> compared to the E, which was like faced the Borg, and it was in the Dominion War, then faced... And the D did have, uh, the Enterprise D did have Riker and Geordi, mm-hmm. two of the coolest men ever to be in space. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't need to worry about how cool you are while you go around the galaxy, because you've got them on your ship, so that's fine. I'm not sure, actually. That might be kind of, that actually might be an argument against the Enterprise D, mm. because it's sort of like, well, you know, if you're on Voyager, for example, you've got to be cooler than Paris and Kim. Right, or as cool as Paris, <laughs> Paris and Kim. Yeah. Whereas if you're on the Enterprise D, you're going to be going into a bar, and yeah. you're going to be walking in with Riker and LaForge and Worf. You'd have been nobody would have been looking at you. Yeah, but you'll you'd be, have been okay in the early series be because you'd have had a Wesley later, at least. Like, yeah. When he's trying to, when he tells them jokes and he's got the cigar. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, you'd, you'd be you'd be cooler than Wesley if you were there at the right time. Yeah. But other than that, you just there's just no way if you're on the Enterprise D you can think, well, I'm one of the coolest guys on this ship. No. And there's Worf. Let's not forget Worf. Worf is so cool. 
And yeah. we, can we really talk about the Enterprise D without talking about how amazing Captain Picard is? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. No. Well, you, with you, I, I think I'd just be kind of proud to serve on the ship with mm. like Captain Picard and also the the coolest man in space, like you say. I mean, I wouldn't really mind. I wouldn't yeah. be trying to compete. I did sort of think when I was thinking about this list, though, that I was imagining it more being just me yeah. on these ships, not yeah. the crews of those ships. Yeah, but then I think we're thinking about repair and maintenance way. would have been a terrible issue if if that was the case because well, it's impossible. I wouldn't know to a hyperspace yeah. <laughs> from, from a tricorder half the time. No, that's a, that's a trouble. Yeah, it would be impossible to live on them on your own. Yeah. so you'd need a crew. You would need a crew, so it might as well be the crew from the series. Yeah, <laughs> going away from Star Trek momentarily. Oh. Another okay. <laughs> another ship that made my list was Red Dwarf. Yeah, no, I didn't think of that one. But, I mean, I do love Red Dwarf. And one of the things I love about that is that you would have an entire ship to yourself, yeah. basically. <laughs> like, that's just what we're talking about, like yeah. running a ship by yourself, which they did whilst yeah. being incompetent and eating <laughs> curries the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have Holly. You could have a hologram that I suppose isn't, Holly does most of it, yeah. That isn't Arnold Rimmer. <laughs> Yeah, but although but if you know, you're lucky, he might invite you to dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, he might show you his holiday when he was looking at the telegraph poles. <laughs> but the thing is, Lester didn't have a choice. Yeah. It had to be Rimmer because mm. Holly chose. And uh, so, like, if he, if so, Lester, who would Holly choose for us? That's the question. I'm, I'm not going to name names. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just it think would... about the worst person. <laughs> from your life <laughs> and that will be the one that you spend so that's the downside of the dwarf basically. so basically you'd wake up and find you've got eternity with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you, you, you're just there with an H on your head <laughs> yeah. okay so but I mean you think about it, the red dwarf hmm. it's by the time we meet it in the series it's travelled over three million years yeah it's survived radiation leaks it's survived tons of weird stuff it's been it survived being turned into a planetoid <laughs> it's it, it's it it survives everything the galaxy throws against it. It's durable. Yeah. It's uh, it's got Starbug. Yeah, you can zip around in Starbug. And you've seen well. how many times that crashes, and that's always back up in no <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, that's always it? fine, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the crashes itself is a problem, but it's definitely built to last and crash. Yeah, brown trousers time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the... and that, but that one has the cat. I mean, we're talking about like being in space with cool characters. Oh, that's a thought. Who's cooler, Geordie or the cat? <laughs> no, yeah, that's a trouble. <laughs> I mean, Geordie's not got the cat's moves, mm. but... Yeah, but he has a basic level of intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to say that Geordie is cooler than the cat, don't we? Basically, yeah. Yes. yeah. So Not in the cat's mind, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, the cat would just make himself look big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, one other non non Trek ship. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that some of my thoughts on this matter went to how I could use the ship to fit in with my evil plans. Well, that's got to be. I mean, that's an important part of your life, isn't it? Yeah, evil my evil plans. So, my yeah. evil plans are quite important it has to, to me. Factor in that. And for that, there are there are two ships, both from the world of Star Trek, mm-hmm. that I thought is hard to beat on this list. Right. The first one is a ship that, again, is one of my favourite science fiction ships of all time. Mm-hmm. The Romulans, the Deridex. Oh, yeah. It's cool. That warbird is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's like, like twice the size of the Enterprise D. It's more powerful. It uses a singularity drive as opposed to yeah. the normal, it just sounds normal cool, warps. I mean. Yeah. 
So basically, we've got a black hole in the middle of it. Yeah, that's really cool. And so it implodes and sort of explodes if if all goes. I mean, I'm hoping I mean, if my the home worst happens. Be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the worst happens, all evidence of my evil plan will be removed with a singularity drive. But at least um, you exploded inwards. Yeah, and that's pretty nice. I mean, it's nice to know. And I just can't help but think that if I had the Dideridex or my other mega powerful ship that made the list, the Borg Cube, mm-hmm. that I could use it to become an interplanetary dictator. Yeah. Yeah, and that would fall in, definitely fall yeah. in with my evil plans. I mean, if, yeah, if you were using a cube, you'd have to assimilate all of Earth, <laughs> which... Yeah. An assimilated Earth isn't ideal. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Resistance has proven that it's not futile. Yeah, I mean, they they keep proving them wrong on that point, don't they? Yes. Um, Humans. But the Borg Cube, again, is unlike other ships, and it is a very cool ship. Yeah. Probably being bad memories for... Patrick Stewart if if I turned up one day in the ball cube. But <laughs> yeah. moving on. Yeah, they are they are great ships. Yeah. Um we also have to talk since we talked about Star Trek, we have to talk about Star Wars as well. We are required in the Meddlesome Meeple's code of conduct to maintain mm. a strict balance between Star Trek and Star Wars. We at are all very times. strict with ourselves on that. Yes. And the punishments are horrific. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um I was think I was still going along the lines of where I would be um, satisfied to live a an actual life. I mean, there are really cool ships in the Star Wars universe. Mm. A lot of the coolest ones are also evil. Um, so I decided against the like Empire the Star ones. Destroyers and yeah, the Death Star. Star. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I... Although, just think, if you did live on the Death Star, mm. how much you could enjoy all the money and gifts that you're getting from the people of Earth for not using your Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, you could hold the world to, to ransom quite easily with that. Yeah. So, yeah, again, your evil plans, really. My evil kind plans of, kind of yeah. incorporate the Death Star. But I didn't actually put the Death Star on my list because once I've used it, you can only use it once on the Earth. Alderaan yeah. proved that. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. And I don't know how it gets around as well. I mean, obviously, there is a way. But, like, how does it get from A to B or from. It's from, hard to from, see any engines. From Alderaan to Yavin, <laughs> which is where it went, apparently. Maybe Darth Vader uses, like, a giant snooker queue and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Death Star, corner pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, so that's more of a station than a ship, anyway, it isn't is. it, really? Even though it does move around. And I would prefer Deep Space Nine. Nine to the Death Star. Yeah, I mean, if we're going by coolness, I mean, Deep Space Nine is a very cool place to live. Mm. The only reason I didn't put that or the Defiant on was, for one reason, the Defiant is ridiculously small. And also, so much, like, intrigue happens in DS9. I think it's not necessarily that as much as it is... If there's one thing we've learned from Deep Space Nine, it's don't live near the wormhole. Yeah, basically. It's like a pinch point between two quadrants and all the politics goes off there. And all the war. Yeah, it's too strategic, that location, isn't it, really? It's, if you have an empire, you want Deep Space Nine, mm. but you wouldn't want to call it home. No. As much as cool as a place it would be to live, yeah. you don't necessarily want to call it home. Well, Cisco has to go back to Earth, doesn't he? And yeah. Have some jambalaya. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> but, so there's... Yeah, that Your one, Star Wars ship would be... Yeah, the Mon Calamari capital ship. Because... Beautiful vessel. Yeah, and absolutely flipping massive as well, isn't it? I mean, and it's like one of the core of the Rebellion ships. I mean, there are, obviously, there are far cooler ships on in Star Wars, but um, like I've said with some of the others, I wouldn't really like to live a whole life mm. on them. I mean, the Falcon would be amazing. 
I mean, you could go into so many different places, but I mean, you're always getting chased by the Empire and having to smuggle, and it seemed like... I mean, Han Solo somehow lost it in the middle between episode six and seven. <laughs> and it just seemed like that'd be a lot of stress. But mm. uh, Mon Calamari is one where it would actually be good to live. You'd be like in the heart of the Re- rebellion action anyway. And on top of that, you would be able to feel obliged, quite rightly so, every day to walk around going, it's a trap! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you would hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Admiral Akbar is well known for the. Uh, you can see a trap coming from a mile away, kind oh, yeah. of, especially when it's just been sprung by the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to another vessel. Mm-hmm. F- from my list, this is the Serenity. Mm. Now, this is the Firefly-class vessel from the series Firefly. From Firefly. Mm. Also, the Serenity from the Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which isn't confusing for people who aren't familiar with... Nathan no, Fillion at all. No, that's it. So <laughs> it's basically a um basically been living like a cowboy life in space. Yeah, essentially. That, which is amazing, which is so cool. And I do love the Serenity. You know, when you yeah. I mean I've got I've got paintings of it in my house. You know, it's um yeah. it's a and several models. <laughs> I'm not obsessive at all. Um but there's something about the Serenity that's genuine and realistic and yeah. honest. Yeah, know. it's a proper like freighter, like a yeah. freighter that a captain could afford when he's just come back from war, that kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? So, yeah. And I think, you know, I could live on there with my family, a few friends, and we'd be able to travel around, take little jobs. Mm. You'd have a like, real close-knit hub of people, whereas on the Enterprise, you've, you're there with, like, a crew of over a thousand. Yeah. It's not going to have that sort of close-knit community feel to it, is it? Yeah, I can imagine... I mean, as much as I'd love to live on the Enterprise, I can imagine me having a problem with the rules at the Academy or something, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the other characters have. You'd had, get in but... trouble for saying, shut up Wesley every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> Although that seems to be the catchphrase on the Enterprise. <laughs> but yeah, the, and the Serenity, you're just kind of free and yeah. doing what you want, which is And you can't take the sky from me. Yeah, 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 that's it. The only thing I don't like about the Serenity is the fact that you have to climb up and down ladders to go to and from your rooms. Yeah, it's not a very comfy ship, is it? Like in, in your bunk. But it's and, it's very yeah. cosy, and I I like that element mm. to it. Yeah, coziness has to be like part of it when you're thinking mm. about which kind of ship you'd like to do. And I would definitely like to be a part of that crew. Mm. Yeah. If I was going to have a crew with me. I'll be part of a crew, and we're thinking, you know, if you're on the Enterprise, you'd need the crew. Mm. When you're on the on the Firefly, on the Serenity, I definitely want that crew with me. Maybe, yeah, it'd be brilliant. even with the fugitives, with the the sister that might stab you in your sleep. <laughs> I mean, she's <laughs> is cool. And anyway, yeah. if you know, if you've got any health problems, you're going to need Simon Tanner yeah, to heal you. Yeah, yeah, he and would you, help. And if you. you're going to keep that ship up in the air, you definitely. Definitely, definitely need Kaylee. Yes, yeah, she's like the only one that could keep it running, isn't she? Really, so you, you can't keep that ship going without without yeah. Kaylee. And just on a, a similar line of that, of like being free, I thought of Moya yeah. from Farscape because a uh, similar type of crew, really, obviously in a very different universe, but that would be one that. Partly because I love that kind of universe or their their kind of mm. end of the universe uh, so much anyway, like all the characters and everything. But just being a like a, a group of friends on the ship, mm. just trying kind of trying to keep it going. Um, I think that would be brilliant. And also the fact that Moya is actually a living ship; uh, she is actually a character herself. 
So I think that would just be um, a very nice environment to be in, even though it's it's a bit of a hard life, similar to Serenity, isn't it, really? <laughs> and I think on a similar note to to that, for me, I'd also have to throw the Millennium Falcon in there. Yes. For the is, exactly the same reasons I'd throw well. the Serenity, that close-knit, small group mm. of people with an incredibly cool-looking ship. Yeah, and that can run with even a smaller crew, can't it? Yeah. I mean, basically, Han and Chewie can run that. Yeah. So. And I mean, you've got... Um, people say about it's a little bit weird because of the you know the way that it's shaped at the front. Uh, mm. But the reason that it's shaped like that is so that it can... Um, it can dock with Corellian freighters. Right. So that indent in the ship, that would connect to it. Okay. And the reason yeah. the cockpit's out on the side, which does look a little bit strange, I have to admit, is so that the, the pilot can actually see that because he needs to be able to see that to dock properly. Right, okay. Yeah, so there are reasons cool. for the strange design, but oh, it still yeah. looks cool. No, I thought that was, that was just cool. I mean, Star Wars is great for unusual ships. <clears throat> so I did think that was weird when I first watched Star Wars as a kid, but I yeah. also thought it was cool as well. I mean, like, you think, yeah, why do you have the cockpit in the middle? I mean, when you give some more thought, you think it's mm. so that you can like tell where you're going and stuff yeah. like that. But then you think, like, how much do you need to know like when when you're using computer like onboard computers mm. and stuff like that, I mean, you can control it from anywhere basically. Yeah. And that is really cool to have it on the side like that. Mm. So yeah, and you've got the quad cannons that spin around and everything. Yeah. It's just it's just a cool ship, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a cool ship. And you can make the Kessel run. Um, there is another yeah, couple of distance that would like to I'd like to mention. Okay. Slave One. Not necessarily yeah. a ship I would want to live on, but again, another really cool ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Liberator from Blake Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is probably the most advanced ship that we've mentioned. Yes. Um, it doesn't look great, but mm. there it is. It's an incredibly advanced vessel. It didn't make my number one spot. Or the castle one. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll explain why you, when why it didn't make my number one spot when I come to my number one spot. I have got a lot of other ships that I've thought about living on. <laughs> just, so <laughs> you know, just so you know, I'm not limiting myself to yeah. things. <laughs> Um, so only really two other ships that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first one being my favourite ship in science fiction mm-hmm. altogether, the Klingon Bird of Prey. Right. So that were the Burrell class. The Burrell class. Um, now the Klingon Bird of Prey first appeared in Star Trek Three: Search for Spark. Oh, because they stole it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was originally planned to be a Romulan vessel. Was it? Uh, which is why uh, when they they decided when they made it Klingon to keep the you know the tail feather design on the underside of the hull. Right. That was because it was going to be a Romulan vessel. It's kind of weird that they both use birds of prey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but they they decided to use it as a as a Klingon vessel instead of Romulan, but kept mm. quite a lot of the like the Romulan features to it. Right. That's cool. I think it's just such a beautiful vessel. It's sleek. I like the green again, like the Dodaridex. Yeah. Um, the the artwork on on the ship with the uh, hunting bird. It's just a beautiful vessel. It's a small ship. It's light. Mm. You can run it with a minimal crew. You can run it invisible. You can be invisible. <laughs> it's got its teleporters. We yeah. do know from Star Trek, it's not the comfiest place to live on. No. But if you've got plenty of space, because there's only a handful of you, you know, that's all you need. There's enough room for a humpback whale. Well. <laughs> I did wonder where that sentence was going to go and finish there. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, my all-time favourite 
professor in any sci-fi franchise is the Klingon Bird of Prey. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's not my number one choice. It's not. It's not my number wow. one choice. Wow. Like, can I do some more before? Definitely, we... and then we'll come to our number ones. Well, phrasing. Okay. <laughs> Stargate. Um, I was thinking about what ships were in that, and I do like the Prometheus. I like the yeah. fact that it is made from a blend of Earth design and also Asgard. So it's a hybrid. It's, a, yeah. it's beautiful, isn't it? So it, it kind of way. seems like Air Force in a way, but mm. then it's got like the proper Asgard teleporters that are even better than the gold ones. They've mm. got them stupid rings. That I don't know where they come from. And The Asgard vessels themselves are amazing, aren't they're they? They're really cool, yeah. And um, I think later on they get beam weapons, don't they? That mm. might be on the Odyssey or like the Hammond or something. Mm. But I, I just picked the Prometheus because that was like the first one. And... It would just be so cool to be able to fly around that kind mm. of a, a universe and for it to be a proper kind of Earth vessel, but from our time, mm. but with alien design as well. The other one I thought of, probably for one that I wouldn't live on, was a Goa Old mothership. And though they are pretty cool, yeah. I love the way it's a pyramid flying through space, yeah. but you'd have to be worshipping this sort of megalomaniacal melodramatic only snake if we have the, the crew on guy. crew with us if yeah, we if it was just your it? yeah i see what you're saying but they they do look fantastic don't they i mean i love history <laughs> yeah. and the pyramids you know having that pyramid design yeah but in that space a, in space that is just <laughs> perfect for me yeah i mean but it didn't be... fit in as much with my evil plans as the ball cube did but you mean that's not evil enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> we seem to be uncovering a deep part of my side. <laughs> yeah, well, more. I just worry about where these uh, little meeples' big talks are going to go to. <laughs> like, tiny meeples. And... So, um, yeah, I just thought it'd be so cool to be walking down the corridor on the ship and it's all like gold and mm. hieroglyphics at the side. That would be awesome. I mean, if you were flying it with a, a free Jafar army mm. or Tokra. And that would be amazing. Any Toker in particular? Freya. Yeah. <laughs> Any. Yeah. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, I did think of it as being a Gould mothership, though, rather than a, a Toke one, because it's the originally it comes from them, really, doesn't yeah. it? So, I mean, we don't want to be on too much of a flight of fancy with this kind of thing. I mean, oh, no, we already I mean... think about science fiction. I mean, we've got to have some kind of limits on it. So... <laughs> Yeah, that that was kind of the end of my list of TV ones, really, and TV and film. Um, there probably would be other ones. I mean, I've written down the Nostromo on here. But I that's... nearly did that with mine. Yeah, but that was more just to say it's really cool. And I think yeah. I probably would if I would decide to live on that. But obviously, terrible things happen on it. But you'd it's like, not you'd just, just that. You'd, you'd live on it if there wasn't a xenomorph infestation. Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, some but people also... complain about termites, but xenomorphs. <laughs> I know. I mean, you'd really know if you've got a xenomorph. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you might not. <laughs> yeah. Until too late. <laughs> yeah, until it's too late. Yeah. If you're watching that monitor with the blipping thing, you might yeah. know. But um, and then it's game over, man. Yeah. Game some over. of the problems with that, though. I mean, it's, the great thing about that is it's so eighties cool. Mm. Um, well, it's from the seventies, but it's so amazing the kind of designs on it. Some of the weird things about it is that it's got so much steam on it. Like when you're walking down the corridor, it's like the corridor where people walk, and it's just got steam coming out into it. It's like, why is this ship steam powered anyway? <laughs> and like we're in space. <laughs> yeah. um, well, they've got to have somewhere to cook their vegetables. They? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that is a cool ship, but there'd be too many problems. I mean, the computers are completely rubbish on it as well I mean I know that it's the best they had in the 70s but it's meant to be in the future um, 
But still, that's pretty cool. Mm. Putting commands into a computer, that mother into, and um, yeah. go into that computer room and talk to it. I think that's really cool. So, yeah, the Nostromo is really awesome. But um, I would my my number one choice is the Enterprise D, really. So just because it's like the most advanced, and also they seem to have the, the best lifestyle on there. So that's that was my number one choice. So what is your number one choice? It is the TARDIS. All oh, right. Yeah. Time and okay. relative dimensions in space. Mm-hmm. Now, let me explain why I've chosen the TARDIS because it's ahead of so many ships that I love mm-hmm. far more than I love the TARDIS. Right. Okay. The TARDIS is the key to all of this. Right. You've got lots unlimited space inside the TARDIS because it's bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. You've got everything you can imagine inside the TARDIS. Yeah. You know, there's swimming pools and all sorts in there, isn't there? Mm. Um, it's easy to park. Yeah, you can you, you with trying to imagine trying to land the Dideridex somewhere on planet Earth. You need a lot of space. The TARDIS, yeah. you can get into a little alleyway. Yeah, um, and it just appears there. It doesn't yeah. have to actually land. It just goes. Yeah, and that's a cool sound. Effect, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then it can go anywhere, mm. at any time. So I could visit the past. I could visit the future. Mm. I could yeah. go to another reality. Now here's where I say it's it's the key. Yeah, if I've got the TARDIS. I don't have to choose just one ship. Oh, you were talking about me wishing for more wishes. <laughs> I we could use my TARDIS to visit the Star Trek universe. Yeah. And get my bird of prey. Yeah, you say you basically a bird of prey with a, a police box in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then I can just pop across to the Enterprise and mm. use the holodicks whenever I want to. I'm really glad you've been thinking about this practically because it's like some a lot of ships are really cool, aren't they? Mm. But you're just thinking about what you can do with the TARDIS, yeah. And that is more what it's about. I mean, you would never be bored, no, if you had a TARDIS. So, no. yeah, I think that's a, a good idea for. Yeah, so you could probably turn up while I'm on the Enterprise. I'll be like one of the ensigns, just like fixing something in a Jeffy's <laughs> tube, and you'll kind of turn up on the bridge <laughs> in your TARDIS. So, yeah. I yeah, uh, I just think that's. Having the TARDIS means that you can do anything, go anywhere. A mm. lot of these ships are amazingly cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the Nostromo as well. But yeah. this, a lot of the ships we've talked about, I, I wouldn't turn any of them down if someone turned up tomorrow and says, oh, do you, you want this? Yeah. Uh, but with the TARDIS, mm-hmm. you're just not limited. You're not bound by anything because you can go anywhere, do anything. Yeah, that is a good choice. And and you get to say wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when you're describing... The question would be, who would be my companion? Well, you can pick anyone. I imagine it'd probably be Heather, but yeah. I think I'm going to have to pick Heather. <laughs> yeah. Because I love my wife and co-meeple, Heather. So do you think you would be a Time Lord on it? I don't think I'd much... I don't think I'd be a Time Lord as much as a Time Meddler. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's a good place for ending <laughs> our list, really, because that is what this is all about, really. <laughs> How meddlesome, meddlesome could I be with a... Yeah, I mean, we'd never know. No, I mean, this history would I could, keep changing. For all you know, I could have a TARDIS and I, I may have already altered events. Yeah, yeah, you've just been acquiring board games and stuff <laughs> <laughs> while we're not looking. So, yeah. Most of these board games you see behind us don't come out until 2025. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we can uh, complain about them already. <laughs> so, yeah. that would be my number one choice. Okay. So I think that's been some time well spent, hasn't it, really? It because, has. Um, it is important to think about these things because you don't want to just watch the uh, sci-fi programmes and let them have all the fun. 
We also want to use our imaginations a bit and yep. to we got to put ourselves in that kind of uh, universe. That's what it's kind of about. Mm-hmm. Thinking about more that is possible than uh, than what we have at the moment. So I'm looking forward to the future. And we'll have all these ships. Yes. <laughs> so or I'm... not if I get my TARDIS. Oh. <laughs> No, leave my ships alone. If you've got a TARDIS, you just have that. <laughs> and then just get your bird of prey. That's not on my list. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. thank you for joining us for this little, I uh, say, little conversation. Mm. Until was... next time, stay meddlesome. Stay meddlesome. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell, and keep thine axe sharp.